Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Maybe you heard the news. The Justice Department charged 13 Russians and three companies in a sprawling indictment on Friday that unveiled a sophisticated network designed to subvert the 2016 election and support the Trump campaign. But in this new indictment, the special prosecutor did not charge Trump or anybody in the White House or anybody in his campaign. For comment and analysis, we turn to our Russiagate reporter, Bob Dreyfus. Of course, he's a longtime contributing editor at The Nation and also a regular contributor to Rolling Stone. Of course, he's also written for Mother Jones, The New Republic, Slate, and Salon. Bob, welcome back. Thanks. Glad to be here. Well, first, tell us about the indictments. Well, first of all, it came as a, as a surprise that Mueller did not uh, tip his hand on this. He didn't signal that this is what he was going to do. It just happened. That's been the case with all of his uh, indictments. I think what's interesting about this is um, other than, you know, things like charging uh, Trump officials with lying to the FBI or financial shenanigans or things like that, this indictment goes right to the heart of what I call the, the original sin of Russiagate, namely the direct involvement of Russian intelligence, uh, of Russian actors in trying to affect, shift the outcome of the election in 2016. So here he is charging 13 individual Russians with criminal activity, with using social media um, to um, pretend to be other people, to steal American identities, to organize rallies and demonstrations and otherwise project um, propaganda that they thought would uh, undermine Hillary Clinton's uh, election prospects that year and at the same time would boost Donald Trump's. And um, while he doesn't make any conclusion, and, and I'm not sure I have one either, about whether this affected the outcome. That's kind of an unknowable question. He does make the clear case that they tried. Now, all 13 people who were indicted were Russian. No Americans, nobody in the Trump family, nobody in the Trump White House, nobody in the Trump campaign. Is that a reason for Donald Trump to celebrate? Well, no, not, not at all. I mean, first of all, there are going to be many more such bombshells, I would say, throughout the rest of this year. And some of them could strike a lot closer to the heart of whether or not Trump and his family and his advisors colluded with the Russians. And they could also strike at the issue of obstruction of justice, which is another whole set of issues that Mueller is looking at. But the reason he shouldn't take this as any kind of celebration is that for 
a year and a half now, since the summer of 2016, when we first learned that the intelligence community suspected the Russians as being behind this uh, hacking of the DNC and leaking to WikiLeaks and all of that. Trump has consistently, repeatedly, time after time, denied that the Russians did it. He said, I take, you know, I met with Putin and he tells me he didn't do it and he really believes that. He, he has uh, thrown uh, sand in the eyes of people who argue that the Russians were behind this and he said it uh, could have been Russia, but it could have been China, it could have been some uh, fat guy on his bed. So, I mean, he's been very reluctant um, to acknowledge the fact that the Russians are behind this, even though his own intelligence people, by the way, appointed by him, are saying that now quite publicly and aggressively. Trump also has said that all the crimes laid out in this new indictment were committed while Obama was president. It was Obama who failed to protect the United States election from Russian interference. Isn't that actually true? Well, um, you know, you can make the argument that Obama should have been more of a Paul Revere and, and you know, rang the alarm bell and uh, and so forth. But I mean, this was a very unusual and fast-moving development, and I think there really isn't any doubt um, that Obama made those statements before the election several times, and of course his intelligence people issued a, a, a similar statement in October before the election, saying that the Russians were uh, engaged in this uh, activity to try to uh, affect the election. I think he could have done more, but I think also he was operating under the assumption that if he did anything too loud, um, that it would, you know, work against him, that people would say he's intervening on behalf of Secretary Clinton. And, and in fact, you know, all during that year, everybody from uh, Obama to Clinton to Trump and I guess Vladimir Putin, too, all thought that Clinton was going to win, probably in a landslide. So I, I guess they thought the effect of this Russian activity uh, gauged against everything else that was happening, you know, was not that significant. In the end, it turned out to be such an incredibly close election in terms of the states that tipped the Electoral College that any one of a dozen different factors, including the Russian activity, you could point to and say, you know, that's what made the difference. One of the factors that I'd like to look at a little more closely for a minute is the lower black turnout in this election uh, compared to the previous one. We now know that the Russian uh, bots and trolls focused especially on black voters on trying to persuade blacks not to vote for Hillary. We know that there was a Instagram page, Woke Blacks, and there were accounts on Twitter and Facebook, the Blacktivist accounts, and all of those sites uh, emphasized that black people should not vote for Hillary because Bill had been a force for mass incarceration 
that Hillary had once used the term super predators to refer to young blacks. This was a theme uh, of of uh, Michelle Alexander. This was a theme of uh, Killer Mike amplifying what some black radicals were already saying seems to me that is a place where the Russian bots and trolls might have helped reduce black turnout, which might have helped make Trump president. Well, you know, it's, it's speculative. I mean, it isn't a shock that black turnout declined in the election following a the, the first elected black president of the United States uh, twice before. Um, it isn't a shock that black turnout and for that matter, um, you know, turnout among the young and, and other you know, regular Democratic leaning voters um, dropped in 2016. And, and there were, yes, a lot of black American voters who were less than thrilled with Hillary Clinton's record, with Bill Clinton's record on a number of issues uh, on top of that. So the enthusiasm level was down and there were critical um, voices in the African-American community about the Clintons. I don't know how you make a conclusion. I don't think you can, that the Russians you know, had more than a marginal impact on that. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Really, it's a, it's something we'll never know. Okay, 13 Russians have been in, indicted. This is Mueller laying a foundation. What do you think might be next? One thing I think we could think about is a parallel indictment of individual Russians, not for the social media activity, but for the, the hacking. Several newspapers over the past year, the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, have both reported that the FBI has identified specific individual Russians who were involved in the hacking of the DNC and John Podesta's email accounts in 2016, just as Mueller just indicted individual Russians over the social media issue. Um, Really interestingly, in uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago now, the, a Dutch newspaper, Die Volkskrant, uh, revealed that the Dutch intelligence service, starting in 2014 and continuing for as much as two and a half years, had tapped into, broken into, the hacking team called Cozy Bear that was one of the groups that Uh, was responsible for the hacking of the Democratic National Committee. And the Dutch intelligence service watched this happen in real time, including uh, breaking into their security cameras and watching individual Russians come in and out of the room. Wow. And then identifying who those Russians were. Um, Now, for all we know, the, the CIA or the NSA or someone else had a similar operation underway and had other ways of identifying who the Russians were involved in this. But it seems clear now that because the Dutch did share this uh, with the United States, that the Mueller people know the names and the faces of specific Russians who hacked the DNC and how they did it. So presumably, um, 
he could indict Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear in the same way that he indicted the Internet Research Agency and its various um, worker bees um, who who were involved in you know planting these social media postings. Um, so that could be something that comes you know sooner rather than later. But there are many many other um, questions you know including collusion related questions and obstruction of justice related things that uh, Mueller will focus on as well. One last thing about Trump himself. He was unhinged more than usual this past weekend after the news of the indictments came out, even though, as we've said many times, the indictments were only of Russians and not of anybody in his campaign or his family. Do you have any idea why he was going so wild about this over the weekend? The underlying reason is that Mueller is getting very close to uh, the White House. He's, he's got the president cornered or boxed in, I believe. And I think that uh, Trump and his family, his sons and son-in-law and his daughter are beginning to panic about this as well they should. And the options he has to unbox himself, firing Mueller, issuing pardons, playing around with who's who in the Justice Department. I mean, these are things that if he does them, will probably make his situation politically worse, could lead to impeachment charges right away, could probably break the Republican Party apart and really throw them into the, the depths of a crisis facing the election in November for, for the House and Senate. Bob Dreyfus covers Russiagate for the nation. Read his new piece all about Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear at thenation.com. Thank you, Bob. Thanks very much, Tom. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. 